Welcome to Think Big with Dan and Kasim. Join host Dan Melnick and Kasim Masood as they explore big ideas, limitless possibilities, and engage with visionaries, entrepreneurs, and thought leaders who dare to dream big. Get inspired, motivated, and find practical tips for personal growth. Think big, dream bigger, and ignite your potential. All right, welcome to Think Big with Dan and Kasim, and our guest today is Leonard. So if you want to go ahead and introduce yourself and tell us what you do for a living. Hello, everybody. My name is Leonard Goff. I am a content writer for AI, artificial intelligence, and sales enablement, which typically go hand in hand. You can do sales enablement manually, but you really don't want to. You want to use AI in the background of that and a few other things such as your CRM. And that's me, and I work for a company called Tiger LRM. Com. Cool, cool. So how did you, or when did you start using AI in your business? Uh, I started using AI and I signed up for ChatGPT almost as soon as it came out. I follow a lot of AI newsletters. I'm not classically trained. I'm not college, college educated in that field, but I'm fascinated by the technology behind it. And I understand the large language models behind it. So as soon as I could, I signed up and I still use chat GPT today, but I'm finding that Bing chat is the most useful one for me at this time. And for me, the reason is that when I'm looking up something, I need it to be current and chat GPT is a year, year and a half behind. Whereas the Bing version of chat GPT, it not only is current, but it'll give you references. So when I write content down, I need a reference for proof. I just can't give my own opinion to the readers. I have to back it up. And not only do I have to back it up, I have to make sure that source is not somebody else making it up. It has to be a legitimate source that somebody's done research for. So what did your job look like before, you know, ChatGPT came out? Well, in both instances, I use my own voice, my own branding, my own product expertise and product knowledge. However, since this revolution, and I do want to put it as a revolution came out, uh, everything's a lot faster. So... In the past, when I searched ideas and, you know, I needed to understand a topic I would search, but I'd have to search 10 or 12 or more sites to get the idea, to get a background, to get some proof in there. Now, my workflow is much easier and I can do the same things that would have taken me a day and maybe, you know, an hour or two. I still have to write the article and that takes time with itself, but I can go through you know, any one of these models and find bullet points that work, find proof that works and get a really good article up with uh, the keywords that people are still searching for. And I got to say the other part of this as a content writer that's going to hurt is, yeah, right now, a lot of people still search on Google or Bing or wherever, but more and more, that's not going to be the same case. So it's a blessing and a purpose at the same time. So do you feel like, you know, AI will ever fully replace your job or do you still think that humans need to have some sort of, you know, input into when it comes to copywriting? In my job and for most or many copywriters, we are going to be supplemented and made a lot more efficient with AI. Uh, AI will replace a lot of lower level jobs where you're not thinking, but in higher level writing, you still need to have your own brand voice. You still need to have your cause behind you. And, you know, most people write, they don't write neutrally. They write to make a point, especially in content writing. But even in, you know, the news and people report, they don't just report about the facts. They, unfortunately, 
put their spin on it. Uh, as a content writer, you have to put your spin on it and you have to have your brand voice. You have to know what you're talking about. You just can't be replaced. And all the models out there, the chat GPTs, whatever, they are taking things that already exist and repackaging it for you. They're not making up anything. So, you know, writers, you know, a lot of writers will not get replaced. They'll become a lot more efficient. There are lower level people and some entry level people who won't survive this latest technological change that's happening to us humans. So in terms of copywriting and social media in particular, do you think that as of right now, you can use ChatGPT to write social media copy. But do you think that there is, you know, part of this can be to generate content, you know, whether it's videos, pictures, where a social media manager's job can also be more streamlined? Uh, I mean, it's going to help social media as well. But the same thing is there. You can't rely on these models to simply, you know, sit back, drink coffee and do the writing for you. You still have to have your brand voice in there. You still have to make your point of view come across. And there's only so much, and I realize that technology is advancing a lot, but there's only so much you can get out of these models. It, it makes your time more efficient, but it's still looking at the writing of other people and summarizing it and maybe changing a few words, but it's it's taking what already exists. It's not creating like humans do. Got it. Awesome. You got a question. Cool. Yeah. Cool. So I was just thinking about uh, for if you are curious about uh, about the AI and doing that much work in it. So uh, do you think that your your data is not secure while you are using the AI sort of chat GPT? When you're using chat GPT, your data is not secure. So whatever you're sharing that is saved on the open AI and this yeah. can be some problem. Yeah, it could be a problem. Actually, uh, as part of the company that I work for, they're implementing ChatGPT called Tiger AI, sorry for the shameless plug, uh, but they're implementing that into our client. And that is the case, exactly what you're talking about. They need to have secure data in there, the secure process. So what it's set up to be is, you know, I use ChatGPT for writing stuff. So none of my data really matters because it's already out there. But a company that has its own sales processes, they want to keep some of that intellectual property secret. So in some of the AI that's out there needs to be siloed. It needs to be protected. And you can't mix an open AI and have it out there. There's ways to have that open AI, you know, the chat GPT capability for your private company uh, and to silo that data and not mix it. Uh, technically, I don't know exactly how that works. But I know it does work, just like I don't know how a transmission works exactly, but mm -hmm. I, I can still drive a stick shift and I, and I know how to use it. Uh, for companies that have unique sales data and unique sales processes, they need to make sure that data is siloed because if I'm a sales agent, I'm probably, hopefully, going to have a whole bunch of questions that a client might ask and rebuttals. Now, if the client's going to see that, that might go a little south. We don't, you know, we don't want them to see that. Uh, even though it's not bad, it's just an answer that, that may not translate well to that client. So we want to make sure that data is siloed out there and make sure it's secure. You know, there's um, uh, one way, like uh, if uh, someone is looking for a solution where uh, they want to keep their 
data to, to keep their data secure like and, and it is not shared at least it is not shared to the third party so in these cases uh the personalized llm can be implemented like yeah. on the basis of gpt but in this case the data will not be shared uh with the gpt but obviously this this will be these are all personalized solutions they they, they are not gonna replace chat gpt at all <laughs> Well, and there are companies that are out there marketing those exact solutions that, you know, they isolate your data. You can still use the same functionality. So for a salesperson, especially for somebody who's just new at the company, instead of having to ask the supervisor or trainer, you can just type in the question and get it right there. Those, um, I don't know the exact term, but the secure data, if there's no other better term, the secure data is going to be a major market in the ChatGPT or large language model. So we can call them a small language model if you want, but those things are very, very necessary. And society is going to switch over to you know AI. And it already is. And it has been for years, but we haven't noticed it or thought about it. The same way you have uh, your Google and you get email and suddenly you see a notice uh, that you're going to have a flight at a certain time. So, <laughs> yeah. And some people yeah. call that an invasion of privacy, which maybe it is, but it's also very convenient to have your calendar remind you, oh, by the way, you're going on a flight. And I know this not because I went on a particular flight, but my mother-in-law, you know, I have to print it out. So my my google is reading that and saying oh here's your flight here's your flight number so even though it's not my flight at least i know it's there and it's a lot more convenient for me yeah this is obvious at the end this is always on the preferences and uh, and the behaviors like how people are looking to these things because advancements always needs data so yeah <laughs> everybody's looking for data so yeah okay and data is so a good Thing. Oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Yeah. So, uh, how uh, how you are looking uh, for the success of your business? Like, where do you measure the success of your business? Um, well, there's two things there. For uh, the content part, for AI, I measure it by how many people read it. One thing that a lot of people don't understand, even as content writers, is they write for Google. And I mm. think those days are going to come to a close, especially when there's less Google searches and more AI. I searches. The writers who will win in the end are people who are writing for people and not for machines. And I'm hoping that AI can steer us in that direction because there's a lot of stuff out there just for search engines and much less for humans. So on that side, as a content writer, that's what I'm hoping the result will be in my particular you know, existence. Uh, for the company itself, there is so much more of an opportunity now. We just talked about data, you know, data for sales reps. And that's going to be a, a fantastic thing. So it'll make companies so much more efficient. It'll cut down on training. It'll make new reps almost as efficient as old reps, because while you're talking to somebody on the phone, you can ask that question. You'll get the right answer right away, rather than saying, eh, wait five minutes and I'll be right back and annoying the customer. And there's another role in big data that's going to help out companies and that's lead scoring and lead scoring is going to work off certain signals so if i respond by email whatsapp social media and i say oh i like that product do you have it in red the ai should trigger a call or a message to a salesperson saying hey this guy's looking for the same product in red reach out to him whereas if i just say oh nice product it should skip over that and not waste sales rep time so 
the process of sales, if they use AI correctly, will be much better for the salespeople out there and for the companies and for the bottom line. Yeah, completely makes sense. Completely makes sense. So how do you differentiate your business from the other others in market? Uh, well, we are implementing a lot of AI systems in uh, Tiger LRM. Uh, one of those is lead scoring. The other one is that we've already implemented and we're rapidly improving our chat GPT for clients called chat AI. So yeah, we're going to have silo data options available. But right now, they're able to um, train their own data on their own company, put that in there, and we can help them if they need to. But, you know, it's it's not terribly hard, but some people aren't, you know, that good with computers. So we can help train the data from their own manuals, from their sales questions, from whatever it might be. And then it has a little bit of our own data in there of, of how to use the system because we are a CRM with sales enablement. So it teaches people how to use the system, you you know, how to press this button or how to press that button, what to do in that case. It makes it very simple for somebody who's new to the system or even people who've been there a long time because you know you have a lot of product changes, price changes, feature changes. And at the end of the day, your salespeople need to know that so they can talk to your clients or potential clients with authority and with knowledge. And if you don't understand your own product or the price point or whatever the case may be, you're going to hesitate. And that's going to be picked up from the person who may or may not buy from you. And you don't want that to happen. Yeah, so true. So what do you think? Like, what is your audience? Like, who are going to understand your, your whatever you are saying? Yes. Whatever you are, <laughs> whatever you are talking about. And yes. uh, who can get benefit from you, from your business and you? Well, right now, our target market is small to medium-sized companies. Uh, these companies by themselves, they don't have a big budget for an entire computer department. They're not going to have enough money to pay, you know, certain software engineers who make lots of money right now. Uh, they may not even have enough money to pay prompt engineers, which is apparently the newest job out there. Yeah. Uh, forget, about <laughs> forget about data engineers. Yeah. Uh, so what we're offering them is a type of service where we include a CRM. We have a built-in sales enablement part of it, and we also offer sales enablement services. Plus, we're having the AI parts built in. And we have the AI of the chat, you know, the similar chat, GPT type AI, but made for those, that particular company with their own unique data set. Uh, we'll silo that at some point. Uh, we're coming out with lead scoring that's both manual. So a sales administrator can look at it and say, oh, well, this guy fits the need. But it's also going to be with AI. And AI is going to recognize the correct phrases, the correct words, what they're looking for, sort of like mm. the example I gave earlier. And then it'll reach out to the correct salesperson and say, this prospect is 80% likely to buy, reach out to them. So it'll change them and make them far more efficient organizations. So Indeed. what would you say is the biggest piece of advice that you wish you knew when you started your career? Um, well, let me answer that in two ways. My career as a writer or a career starting from GBT? <laughs> I know, guess the time of both, both. All right. So starting out as a writer and the way I became a writer, uh, I live in Florida. So as you might know that everybody in Florida has a real estate license, so do I. And I still have it. Don't worry, I'm not selling houses here. Uh, but however, I started writing a blog with my real estate. And what I would do is I would write a building review every other week. And then I would like 
uh, write a restaurant or you know something nearby those buildings uh, to use Google like location. And I got very good at that. And then a newspaper came by and said, hey, have you ever heard of this particular town? We think you would love it and write about it. I'm like, sure, no problem. Never been to the town. But uh, that, that job, uh, I had that for about five years. And then I took that and went into PR and went into article writing from there. So as an advice for people just entering the market, the, the number one thing you need to do as a writer is write. It doesn't matter what you write about, just write. It doesn't matter if you're not getting paid for it, just write. It doesn't matter how much you write, just write from yourself. You can look at stuff up on ChatGPT if you want, but don't use it without your voice in there. And I see... A lot of people thinking, oh, I'm going to get replaced. Uh, this is going to get me out of a job. And it's not going to get anyone out of a job who uses a tool. And this chat GBT and large language models, it's going to transform our society as much as the internet revolution did. And there will be people who had jobs that simply aren't going to work that well in the future. But you know a lot of people who work on the internet right now. And they have great paying jobs. Uh, before that, they didn't. Um, I think newspapers lost out the most, the reporters. And now we have citizen reporters. But still, there's a lot more people working much better jobs, getting better pay. And humankind is advancing. And so is AI, especially for medicine. AI is fantastic for medicine. It's going to cut down a lot of the time it takes to research these type of diseases. 100%. Well, Leonard, I want to say thank you so much for your time today. Welcome. I really enjoyed our conversation. And yeah, I hope you have a great rest of your day. Yeah. And to the people out there who have fears about AI, don't. AI is not intelligent. <laughs> you know, it's not the Terminator. It's simply a tool, very, very good tool that if you use it and just apply it a little bit to every facet, every job can use AI. And if you use it wisely, it will take you to that next level of efficiency and productivity. Sounds great. Thank Indeed. you so much. Thank you guys so much. And I look Thanks, forward Scott. to hearing everything else. Sounds good. Sure. Have a sure. great night, guys. Thanks, you too. Bye-bye.